Hello, bitches, and welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I'm here with Justine. We just wrapped up her podcast, The Shore Store, where we talked about the season four reunion of Jersey Shore, which was all kinds of crazy. Hi, Justine. Hi. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Yeah, it was full of tangents, just the way we like it. Exactly. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, It was a better episode than I thought it was going to be, so thank you. And just because it was, you know... I normally don't even cover the Jersey Shore reunions, but yeah, it's it was definitely good. a blast from the past. It's definitely like a time capsule of 2011, so mm-hmm. it was fun to talk about. But you guys should go make sure you listen to that podcast, and then um, we're just going to talk about some random stuff, some unsolicited advice, some am I the asshole? Justine has a story to tell. We got all kinds of good stuff in store for you guys today. The first thing that I wanted to talk about, as you know, we are obsessed with the Thousand Pound Sisters, and Justine has some inside info. Well, not inside info, but like you have some juicy stuff about the Slayton Sisters past, and I haven't had a chance to deep dive into myself, so I just want you to tell me about it. Okay, so basically, no inside info. I read a lot of Reddit. Um, I read the well, thousand pounds, the same thing. Exactly. I read the <laughs> thousand pound sisters subreddit. Um, also I, yeah, I'm, I'm a big behind the scenes of reality TV internet person, I suppose. But anyways, t- Tammy and Amy, obviously they had their YouTube channel before the show and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Right. So they had a very like niche YouTube following. So do you think that most of their YouTube followers before the show were just kind of there to make fun of them? That's kind of the the gist that I got. I mean, I yeah, that's kind of after watching this past season. Yes, I do think that because okay. they talked about Amy, a- Amy, <laughs> Amy <laughs> with the cockroaches on the walls and stuff. And oh remember God, she was crying and she was that like, was so heartbroken, heartbreaking. <sighs> Come on. That's so gross. You're like know. having a baby live in that. I know you're right. But she, but again, she's trying to be better. That's yeah. Why I like no, her. I, I agree. She is trying to be better. Did you see that? She, she was smoking a cigarette in this last episode in her house. Oh, you know how I feel about that. I feel like if you're smoking indoors in your house or in your car, that tells me everything I need to know about you as a person. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's all I need to know. My thing is, I don't care when people smoke inside their houses. Like, that's your house. I think it's gross, but like, if that's what you want to do, that it's your house, do what you want. My thing is like, when they have kids in the house, like Gage is just a baby. And also, Mm -hmm. I have like trauma from that, from like going to friends' houses as a kid and them staying at my house. And, you know, you'd go home and your whole entire bag would just reek of like burnt Mm -hmm. tires. And then you it's just embarrassing you know so yeah oh yeah I mean my mom used to smoke in the house and in the car and so I got made fun of all the time you know people would say I smelled like an ashtray my clothes smelled my hair smelled um I mean it was so bad like my mom could spray 409 on the walls and you just watch the nicotine come down the wall yeah just disgusting so that's why that's why I judge people when they smoke inside yeah it's yeah. it's fucked up. It it legit ruins your house. Yeah, this episode, <clears throat> the last episode, did make me sad with the hoarders situation, uh, the hoarding, the dead mouse. Like it, it was I was sad. upset for the quote unquote home organizers in that episode because they're home organizers. They're not maids, mm-hmm. and. Amy and Michael seemed kind of surprised when they were asking them to help clean. Like they were like, Michael, throw in a load of laundry and then do the dishes. And he was kind of like, what? Like it seemed like they were expecting these people to just clean everything for them. Right. And I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah. I I get that. I get that. It was, I just felt bad for her because I feel like Amy is trying to make an effort to be a good mom and to be just better overall. And I felt sad for her because it probably was humiliating to find a dead mouse in your house for everything to be so gross and dirty and there was like mouse shit all over the counter like it was 
Mm-hmm. Ba- it was bad, Julie. You're on like, national television. You've got this so wasn't got, like, like I hadn't done in my dishes in a week. This was I like know. I've never done my dishes since I've lived here. I know. You're right. You're right. It just I just felt bad for but, her because but I, yeah, I felt like, like I, she was embarrassed. Like I said, I genuinely think that she doesn't know better. I do. Right. I think that she yeah, I, I do believe her when she say when she does say like we weren't raised to clean, like we were never taught how to clean or anything like that. I believe that 100%. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you and think I and I it, and I do and I do appreciate that she is trying to do better, better whether it's for the show or not like I do genuinely think that she wants to be a good mom and she is willing to learn, but there's just certain things that it's like, oh, come on. Like, well, it's um, frustrating. Excuse me. And if you think about it, um, in the first season, they said that she said that her mom taught them that if you drink a diet Coke, it like, Cancels, cancels out, out any bad food. <laughs> like, what? So that's, that's kind of what we're, what we're, dealing with right here in this show we're dealing with ignorance which ignorance is not an offensive thing ignorance means not that you're stupid but that you don't know you were never taught you don't know you don't understand so we're dealing with like ignorant people and some of them want to better themselves like amy and some of them don't so like i want to know what chris's house looks like because we do see footage of him and his wife like in the kitchen talking and stuff but They've mm-hmm. never focused in on how dirty it is or how clean it is. And like Chris to me, as as well as the other sibling that we see, um, Misty is her name, right? Yes. Um, yeah. They seem, I mean, obviously I know it's a lot of editing, but they seem a lot more level-headed than, oh, yeah. and, and like more into the real world, so to say, than Tammy and Amy are. Do you know yeah, what I, I mean? Like, I agree. They definitely seem like they've got their lives together a lot more. And yeah. uh, Misty, that sister, she does not fuck around. She will tell you exactly what she thinks. You know, she's the one that would lead the intervention. <laughs> and then Tammy. I think they have another sister too, right? That's not on the show. Uh, pro- I think so. Amanda, I, I think, might be her name. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I want to see what Chris's house looks like if he's just as disgusting because I love Chris and I'm always rooting for him. And I think uh, his wife takes care of things. I think they're fine. Yeah. Her her look is an interesting choice. Her um the slicked bun with the with the giant headband. That's a, that's very a choice. Thing. Yeah, it's a southern it's a choice thing for, for sure. Her. Yeah. Well, tell me some stuff that you learned on Reddit. Tell me how awful they are because I love the show. So the number one thing is, I guess, when they had first gotten their YouTube following, Amy made a GoFundMe page saying that Tammy was in the hospital with all these health issues and she needed all this surgery and she was about to die. And she made videos crying saying Tammy's about to die and the fans donated thousands of dollars and... Tammy was back online within the next week or so, perfectly fine. They never um, mentioned it again, and the fans, like, never got their money back, nothing. So they scammed their fans out of money. So they never explained what happened or even – so do you think Amy was – bullshitting? Like, do you think that they scammed on purpose? Or do you think that Amy actually thought something really bad was going to happen with Tammy? And then Tammy came back from it. And they had maybe already paid the money to the hospital or something and they didn't have it to give back. But I think that if your fans are asking you questions, like, where did my money go? They deserve to know. So yeah, I think I that they deserve to know, hey, this is the receipt. This is our medical bill. You know yeah. what I mean? You're right. You're right. Yeah. If that was the situation, then they could have said, like, thank God she recovered. Here's what we spent. You know, thank you so much for contributing. Here's what we spent the money on. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. Just acknowledge it in general. I think you're right. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder how much money that they they ended up taking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's obviously someone out there that knows more than me, but that's that's only the one thing. The other thing is something to do with leaving a dog in a hot, um, 
like trailer or something like that and they killed a dog by accident Um, because I know I read this when season two started is when I really started getting into like the the reddit of it all and all that stuff and I read it back then and a lot of people were upset about little bit and they were like worried for him and some, they had a German shepherd and something bad went down. Like I said, oh I don't God. remember the details, but that's another thing. They need a German shepherd. Like a German shepherd, a husky, there's certain breeds where they don't you, need any dog. Well, not only that, I mean, like a chihuahua, that's easy. That's fine for this type but, of But I still, I feel bad for that chihuahua. Like you, you we just talked about how disgusting Amy's house is. You know, that's that dog true. shits all over the house and oh, she doesn't sure. pick it up. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I, I just think like it upsets me when people want a German Shepherd or a Husky because they take so much work. They're mm-hmm. very smart and you have to exercise their brains and their bodies or they will like destroy your entire life. Like I had a Husky and I just did not have the time. I had a treadmill for him, like a regular human treadmill that we would put him on and he would run for miles every morning. And we had to do stuff like that with him because otherwise, I mean, I could never take my eyes off that dog. He'd be into something, peeing somewhere, destroying something, chewing something. Like they need that type of work. So like, that's not the type of people that need a German Shepherd. Because they probably just tied him up outside all day long and he never got to do anything or go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And also there's like websites and stuff that people can do online, by the way, that are like, Mm -hmm. this is the lifestyle that I live. This is, you know, the things I like to do, whatever. And then it like tells you what dog is best suited to your lifestyle. Yeah. I think that everyone should be like mandated to do that before they get a dog because of situations like that. Like you said, um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's the exact same fucking thing with my dad right now. Like got a fucking golden retriever, like an idiot and lives in like a two bedroom, small ass apartment. And I'm like, I feel horrible for that fucking dog anyways. Well, that's like Ryan likes Italian greyhounds because he lived in apartments. They're good apartment dogs because they they do zoomies for like four or five minutes and then they like take a nap for hours. Like they're couch potatoes. And so is this lab pit over here who's like sleeping. But yeah, you have to kind of get a dog that suits your lifestyle, not just because a, a dog is pretty like a husky or something but yeah my husky was so sweet and such a cute dog but he was a fucking nightmare he was in everything all the time um but that's heartbreaking if they let a dog die so those were like the two main things that people were upset about right yeah 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 okay and also so much more one last thing about thousand pound sisters because you know me i could talk about this for hours oh i know yeah um what is your opinion on michael because Michael was like there they they show just enough of Michael that it's like we don't know anything about him but it's like what is in his mind that he is so in deep in this like he's worse than them almost like I don't know what's up with Michael what do you think he's just a simple man I think he's simple and Amy is funny and has a good personality and they get along and that's just enough for him, you know, because that's kind of the mindset in some places like that. Like they live in Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. Live in Kentucky. I've lived on like the Kentucky, Tennessee border. I've lived in Tennessee twice and there are certain areas where the type of people are just simple people. They don't need a career. They just need enough money to pay their bills. They don't need a big house. They just need enough room for their family. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that's what Michael is. I think he's a simple person. He's not super, like really attractive. His personality isn't great. Like, so I don't like, he probably didn't have a lot of options in general. So I think he's just content. It sucks that he has to push his sister-in-law around and his back is hurting him. But other than that, another thing on Reddit, I agree with you. Another thing on Reddit about Michael is apparently the state pays him to take care of Tammy. 
So I don't know that if that's sense. if that's a rumor or whatever, but no, I think that makes it sense. would make sense. And that's why Amy's always like, I don't want to be her caretaker no more. Like, yeah. So, um, I yeah. mean, obviously, Tammy gets money from the government for being disabled. So mm-hmm. um, it's very uh, Homer Simpson on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Um, but did you watch like this, like this, the current episode of Thousand Pound Sisters, like from Monday? Where they're, yeah, where they're at the acupuncture and then the the acupuncturist, is that what he's called? He's yes. like, so Michael, what's wrong with your back? And then Michael's response is, just my back. <laughs> it just hurts. Just my back. <laughs> it, just <did. laughs> it just did. Did you see when he drooled on the camera? Oh, I was so disgusted. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I do want to try acupuncture though. It looks great. Um I, I have heard that it works and it can, I mean, I, you'd think that maybe like a chiropractor or so, a chiropractor or a massage might be better for them, but I don't know. I, I just, it's just such a sloppy show, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I love it so They're much. They're like exploiting these people that, <sighs> oh, oh, and one other thing. I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, but Tammy is under contract that she's not allowed to show any of her body from like her neck down. And that's why all of her like TikToks and her Instagram pictures are on such an awkward angle because right. her contract, she can't show her body because of the next season. TLC doesn't want us to know if she lost weight or anything. Oh, come on, TLC. We fucking know she's not losing weight. She's never going to lose weight. If she loses weight, she's going to gain twice as much. Like, but isn't that an insane contract to agree to? Yeah, but it, it would make sense. Like, okay, you know when um, <clears throat> Honey Boo Boo's mom had the, has that like... Yeah, from, from like not to hot. hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would make sense if it was a situation like that where she had weight loss surgery and she was shedding tons of weight and they wanted the big reveal episode of her in her red dress on People magazine or whatever. That would make sense. But like Tammy has no desire to lose weight. She she doesn't want to. She won't work to. If she does, she'll gain it back. Like that is not a surprise at all to us. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it is sad because I just, I, I don't know how much longer she has to live, but she's, she's not going to live much longer if she continues down the path that she's on. And yeah. It's, it's frustrating for sure to hear her say things like, I'm sick of letting my life pass me by. I'm just ready to live life. And but, honestly, if this Philip guy, if she wants to see him that bad, that she's willing to work enough that she can walk herself through an airport and get on the plane and there's no way walk down the streets of Vegas with him there's then... no fucking way can you imagine watching her try to go to navigate through a an airport and trying to get on an airplane like there's no fucking way if she did it like the world would be stunned well if she did it I'd be like I'm not helping you do shit anymore if you can do that, which can be difficult for a regular person to get through an airport, like you're, I'm not fucking rolling your ass to the car. Yeah, steps from the door. And I'm that's, not doing any of that shit. That, yeah, that's my frustration with her because it's like she knows that she can lose weight, but she clearly doesn't want to. She likes being attractive to men like Philip, the BBW mm-hmm. King and Jerry and what other yeah. other boyfriends mm-hmm. that she's had. And she also likes that people will do every little thing for her, that they push mm-hmm. her around, that they bring her food, that they clean her house, that they cater to her every moment. And she likes being big for those reasons and she doesn't want to give them up and like I said that's fine it's her life she's allowed to feel that way but Mm -hmm. don't pretend like you you are only eating fruits and that like you're trying to lose weight when you're not like just be real (laughs) with everyone you know because like someone like Chris you can tell he actually really wants to lose weight and like you can see how upset he was that he gained weight from having that wound surgery which like you know I I feel bad for him and like yeah he should have been more careful with his diet but like you can see how upset he is you know yeah Tammy just and doesn't he care immediately wants to work to get it off and you know he goes to the gym and he's trying to work I like when he's that. at the CrossFit thing like the outdoor yeah. CrossFit and then he's like no one likes working out the only people who like working out are already skinny <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it definitely is a lot. It's so much easier to work out when you don't have all that extra weight. And when I'm watching these shows and I'm thinking, you know, you can end up judging them going like, oh God, how hard is it to get up and walk a little? Well, when you're 600 pounds, yeah. like if I was to put on a, you know, 406, 440 pound vest and try to stand up and walk around with it, that'd be fucking yep. hard. Yep. That would be really, it would be really hard for me to walk from the couch to the front I, door. I, I don't deny that it's hard. Same with, it's, um, same with when pregnant women are like nine months pregnant and they're like my yeah. back fucking kills like I don't deny that it kills yeah, like you got yeah like an extra 15 pounds on the front of you that you're carrying around all the time yeah it's definitely hard but it's like so is being so morbidly obese that you have no quality of life that's mm-hmm. fucking hard too so what are we gonna do about it yeah. you know like if that's like that- if that's a life she wants to live though let her live it she just needs to stop wasting everyone's time yeah and I, I know it's hard for the people that love you um, to watch you make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and honestly, and I feel so bad saying this, but I honestly believe that if Tammy did die, as heartbreaking as it would be for Amy, it would also be a relief, a huge yep. weight lifted. Because mm-hmm. you have to think like Amy is probably 24-7 thinking about Tammy. What does Tammy need? Oh, she wants food. And like Amy I, I can barely her, even take care of herself. Me. Yeah. I We've know, seen obviously. her house. She yeah, can barely take that. care of herself. And she's trying with every bone in her body to be the best mother to her son, which mm-hmm. I commend. And she's yes. she's doing the right thing. So yeah, Tammy is the last thing that needs to be on her mind. I agree with but you. But it's all consuming. It's like, you know, where is Tammy breathing? Is she alive mm-hmm. over there? Is she gonna fall? What if she falls? I can't pick her up or she you know she needs to be pushed around. Well now Michael's back is really bothering him and it's affecting him physically. And like it's just gotta be so stressful to be Tammy's caretaker and like she said many times on the show Tammy has burned every bridge in that family except for her and Chris like they're the only people left that are there for her and so they she feels like this responsibility to take care of her sister and that she can't abandon her that's really hard Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know I have a lot of respect for Amy and I, I do feel really bad for her yeah it's sad she's trying so hard to rise above it it is just difficult Yeah, I totally 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, Well, so I saw this crazy posting. Was that everything that you had pretty much for the... Yeah, like I said, I can talk about that shit all day. I know, I can talk about it forever. It's crazy. Um, So, okay, so I saw this on one of my Facebook groups and it was crazy. And so I'm just going to read this. I'm going to read it word for word. It's a post in one of the Facebook groups and it says... A month ago, I found out that my husband had multiple long-term relationships with other women. I decided to separate with the goal of seeking a divorce. Looking at our finances, I noticed that he was also committing financial abuse. Long story short, he aggressively paid off his student loan debt and credit card debt with my money while only paying minimums on my shit. Our finances were combined, and he insisted on managing the finances. He basically lived as if he had a double income while giving me a paltry allowance. I'm living, I'm leaving this marriage with more debt while he practically has everything paid off thanks to my salary. We've been married for three years. Tomorrow, I'm moving out. I'm blessed with the resources to treat myself to a luxury apartment now that he won't be a vampire sucking dry my income. And you better believe I'm getting a lawyer and will get at least some of my money back, if not all of it. All of these realizations happened a month ago. The beginning of November, I thought I had a loving and healthy marriage. I've lived every damn day of this month. And I'm so, I have lived every damn day of this month. I have no idea what that means. And I'm so relieved I will be under a new fabulous roof tomorrow. Um... P.S. This is the icing on the goddamn cake. I took my wedding set to a jeweler to sell and was told they are fake and not even worth $50. I had an allergic reaction to my wedding band and my husband brushed it off saying I probably needed new rhodium plating. Well, turns out shit was silver, uh, which I'm allergic to. Stones were cubic zirconia. 
I'm not a materialistic person, but he used my wedding set as a manipulative tool to make me feel bad for how much money he spent on me. Total monster. I have a lot to say about that, but then I also liked this comment. And somebody said, my family owns a jewelry store and you'd be shook at how often this happens to women. Don't feel bad about that part. I've seen it happen to every walk of life. And someone else said, Vince Neal did this to his ex-wife. There's a morning show host <laughs> who is friends with her and she talks about it all the time. Okay. This whole post is crazy. Um, number one thing that I can say that I learned with my marriage and divorce is sometimes something can hit you. Like you think everything's fine. It's all good. And then you're fucking completely blindsided and the rug is ripped out from underneath you and you do not know what the hell you're going to do. So, so lucky that this woman seems to have a great career and great income where she can just move out and get her own luxury apartment and move on with her life. That's not how it is for a lot of women. My number one piece of advice for women when they're in a relationship or marriage or something is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. My great grandma was married twice, 30 years each time. Um, both husbands passed away. That's the only reason she wasn't married to them anymore. Um, and then my aunt has been married like 50 years. And both of those women have told me each time, you have to have a little stash for yourself because you never know what's going to happen. So you always put a little bit aside for yourself just in case, because like the last thing that you want to do is find yourself in a situation like this and not be like this woman. There are so many women that have sacrificed their entire their careers, their lives, to their husband, to raising children for them, being a stay-at-home mom. And then before you, like one day out of the blue, the guy's leaving you for some chick he met at the office, leaving you with nothing. You haven't worked in 15 years because you've been raising the children. This shit happens all the time. So it's like, ladies, no matter how great you think your husband is, no matter how great you think your marriage and everything is, it does not hurt to have a little bit of money set aside each check or each week just to take care of yourself because money is freedom. Money is the difference between being able to walk away from a situation with your head held high and put money down on an apartment or finance a car or whatever you need to do to get away from something and being stuck in a situation where you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Oh God, I just feel for her. Like what an awful thing to do to someone to like take all their money and pay off your shit and, and just leave them high and dry like that. But it happens all the time. I mean, this happens all the fucking time. I mean, shout out to this girl for like knowing her worth and just yes. being like, he's a dick. I know that what he did was wrong. Didn't let herself mm -hmm. blame it on herself. She's leaving. She knows she deserves better. And, um, and she's probably going to end up paying off her loans on her own now, which is like a boss move. So good for her. Oh yeah. And she's going to get, I mean, sounds like she can afford a good attorney too. So she's going to get a lot of that money. That's going to be shitty for him in court. Oh wow. He's really going to get screwed. I think I told this story recently on like Friends of the Countess or something, but, um, you know, um, a couple months ago I was at work and I was smoking a cigarette with a girl outside at like three o'clock in the morning on like a Saturday night, just waiting for my Uber to come. And the girl, like, I don't know if she was buzzed or whatever, but she, she's older than me. She's probably in like, I don't know, I'd say maybe like very late 30s early 40s and she just says to me like listen like I know we're doing this job and I know like it can be fun but please save your money and I'm like mm -hmm. oh yeah I do whatever you know and she's yeah. like no I'm serious and then she told me this story how she was married to this guy that she met in the club in her 20s and she was oh, so wow. in love with him and he was like rich as fuck and he's like I want to take care of you and they were married for I don't know how how long but they're married for a good amount of time and then he literally woke up one morning and was like I don't love you anymore I don't want to be with you and she was screwed because all she ever did was dance yeah. and now she's back at the club working and she's like yeah I like it sometimes but like I wish I just took care of myself so did he leave for another woman I mean 
I'm assuming, but that's not I what she like said. Nine times out of ten, men leave a relationship. It's for like a relationship. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one. Kelsey Grammer and Camille Grammer, like they're married, and you literally see their divorce happen through the season. And she explains it at the end. She's like, "Yeah, he got engaged to a 29 year old woman," and. Mm. The doorman wow, at our apartment knew me. her as Mrs. Grammer and not me, <gasps> and I am Mrs. Grammer. And oh then, my God. and then she's like, "Yeah, but the good thing is he didn't want us to sign a prenup, so I'm getting all of his money." <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's crazy. But wow. yeah, but yeah, it happens all the time because yeah. the, because the men who are like the the people with the money, like the CEOs, the whatever the the breadwinners they're the yeah. ones that have the choice that are like I can get anyone I want so if I'm happier mm-hmm. with this person then I'm gonna go and be with this person well yeah because unfortunately um men just have to have some kind of success in order to be desirable for women or women need to be young and beautiful to be desirable for men so it's just it, that's easier for men to get older and become more desirable um unfortunately yeah, I hate the reality of that, but it's true. Um, it's but, so I mean, true. It's so true. And mm-hmm. honestly, whenever I see like age gap couples, that never surprises me, especially when it's an older man and a younger woman like that. So, yep. yeah. And I also, so here's like kind of a juicy story too. Um, and this is why every woman should have, um, every woman and every man, every person in every relationship should have access to a knowledge of the finances. You should know how much money is coming in, where that money is going. Everyone should be involved. I had a friend who was friends, I was friends for years with, and then ended up, we ended up ending the relationship because she got into an abusive relationship that I would not support Mm -hmm. because she had children. So but we were friends for years and she was married for years and she had three kids with her husband. And one day her entire world came crashing down around her because she found out that their rent was super behind, their car payment was super behind, their electricity was super behind. All the bills were super behind. Her husband had a job, um, as like a taxi driver really before Uber and everything kind of started. Mm -hmm. And he would, he would work on the Vegas strip and then he'd come home and tell her like, people were so cheap. He only made like $40 that night or something. And I kept telling her like, this does not make sense. He's a taxi driver on the strip on Friday and Saturday nights. And he's coming home with 40 and $50. That does not make sense at all. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. Well, he was lying about the money he was making He was gambling all of her money from her awesome job, all of his money from his job. He was making hundreds of dollars a night. He was gambling. Their car was on the verge of repossession. They had three children and they were on the verge of being evicted from their apartment. Their power was on the verge of getting shut off. Like he had taken like he everything. They were in such a huge hole and she did not even know. Because she never paid attention to the finances and he took care of everything. So you guys, you have to be involved. You need to know where where the money is coming from, where it's going. You have to be involved in your finances and you have to take care of yourself. No matter how long you've been with someone or how much you trust them, you need to be an active partner in all parts of the situation. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine like thinking that everything is fine and then you're like, oh, your car is about to be repossessed. You're about to be evicted on the streets with your three children. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? You're hundreds of dollars behind on your power bill. Your car's going to be repossessed. And you're like, what the fuck do I do? It's literally Good Girls pilot. Good Girls season one, episode one. Like, oh, I forgot. It. Yeah. Um, You know, oh, she God. she doesn't realize that Matthew Lillard is blowing all of their money and their house is about she thought that they were like financially stable like Uh buying all this shit and his dealership that he owned was going under the whole time she had no fucking clue like Mm -hmm. and that's why she did what she did great fucking show i need to like i need to catch up on the latest season oh yeah yeah he's like yeah he's a star for sure i've loved him since he was on that show grace 
Graceland. It's like, um, have you ever seen that? It's actually a pretty good show. No. It's based on a true story. Well, like loosely based on a true story where like former um, criminals help catch other criminals. So he started on that like years ago Mm -hmm. and I thought he was super hot. And then he went over to Good Girls and I was like, oh my God. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, what a nightmare. And it took her forever to dig them out. And she had a great job. She was making great money. But it took her a long time to get everything situated and get them all into that hole. And then they ended up getting divorced. And it was like a whole thing. But she tried really hard to get him to go to Gamblers Anonymous and get him on track. They'd been together a long time. They had three kids. It was the same thing as like what you said before, where you just want to do everything you can to make it work. But it just ended up blowing up and it was awful. So And gambling addictions are like, that's that's not something to fuck around with. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, 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 crazy. You had a story that you wanted to tell me. Do you remember what it was? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Oh, geez. I should have told you to write down a note. We were talking about what we were going to talk about. You're like, oh, I, I have, I have like about. a news story. Oh, sure. Tell me. What is it? Um, okay. So you and I, especially when we first kind of met each other, we would always get into this like OnlyFans kind of like yes. sex work type of tangents. Yes. So today I was scrolling through Facebook and as we all know, Facebook kind of caters to um what you search on the internet and all of that stuff so I get you know of course random articles as anyone else does so I got this one and um a former cop turned OnlyFans model buys her first Lamborghini with her 2.3 million dollar income holy shit so it's this woman. Her name is Charlie Rose. I don't know if this is her real name or her OnlyFans name. She's British. She's 27 years old. She joined the police force when she was 18 years old. She quit after only two years because she disliked working in a male-dominated environment. So okay. already like her from the get-go because yeah, exactly. I can only fucking imagine. Listen. I respect police officers and I definitely respect what they do and I could never fucking do it. However, a lot of cops are douchebags. Oh, yeah. You have to admit that. Like, I... Especially against women. Yes. Yes. Like, I was... Okay, this guy wasn't my friend. He was, like, a friend of a guy that I dated in my early 20s. And he was, like, training to be a cop. And this guy was the biggest fucking douche, like condescending. And like, I would always make jokes. I'm like, yeah, he's a perfect cop. Like, he's like the perfect (sighs) definition of like that douchebag cop that you think about, you know, that like gives you the speeding ticket when he doesn't have to type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, So anyway, so and I can just only imagine how they are to women in the field like the cops like that. Like I'm saying, I'm not saying that every cop is like that. I do, you know, appreciate what right. they do. But I can understand how she would not want to be in this in the environment. Especially yeah. if she's making a shit ton of money on OnlyFans, she's probably very attractive on top of that. So to be a very attractive female cop is probably not easy. Yeah. Her Instagram is Charlie Rose Three. And um she's she's beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. And So after she decided to quit the force because of that, she was actually one of the first creators on um, OnlyFans. She was one of the first 100 creators. So um, she makes about $2.3 million, um, about $210,000 a month. And she says that she's one of their tamer models. She doesn't do full out porn or anything she pretty much just takes like lingerie pictures a couple of titty pictures okay. um but you know a lot of girls on only fans do a lot of like porn stuff you know like they okay they do like masturbation videos or right. sex videos or whatever this girl doesn't do that which there's nothing wrong with that but right. um And basically, the article is just describing, like, her friends and her family didn't believe her for so long about how much money that she was actually making. But she says that she works 14 to 16 hours a day because she's constantly talking to the people who pay for her content and 
um, constantly just kind of acting like the girlfriend experience, if you will, with them. Yeah, it's definitely hard work. You have to be on top of it all the time. Yeah, and she says that like she does go on vacations, but even when she's on vacation, she'll set off a couple hours a day to like talk to these men who give her all this money. And she's saying that it's like harder work than anything she's done, but this is how much she's making. And anyways, the whole thing of it is I just think it's pretty cool that she's working as her own boss and doing this thing. And like I said, no one in her friends and family believed how much money she was making. And she just bought herself a $300,000 purple Lamborghini, which was her dream car. And she proved it to everyone. And, uh, yeah, I yeah. just thought it was like a cool article. She's beautiful. And uh, I looked her up on Instagram. So Charlie with two E's, Charlie Rose three. Yes. Um, And yeah, she's beautiful. And like if she wasn't enjoying herself being a cop and she enjoys this more and she's making way more money and kind of living the life of her dream, then why not? Good for her. And she like became her own boss, which is yeah. priceless, you know, like you do end up working harder because when you do go away and stuff like that, you still have to like do things and whatever. But she like proved everyone wrong and made this platform for herself. And I I love it. I thought it was cool. Why not? I mean, why not? You just do do what you want to do, make the money you want to make. It's nobody's business. And there's never been a better time. I mean, so, I mean, this is kind of similar direction as that. That made me think of this new Holly Madison interview. Have you heard anything about it? No, I haven't thought about her in a while, actually. Yeah. So she, I guess she did a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so she was on the Power uh, Hugh Hefner podcast. Okay. And she's talking about having sex with Hugh Hefner for the first time. She says that it's traumatic. Now this information is from page six. I'm just going to read it directly from page six. I don't think these are my own words, but um, so she says that she was wasted. She said he was literally pushed on top of me. And after it happened, I was just mortified and embarrassed and it had way more of an emotional impact on me than I thought it would. Uh, she dated Hugh Hefner from 2001 to 2008. I didn't realize it was that long. I thought it was like five years or something. Um, she said, I wasn't necessarily expecting to have sex that night. I thought it would be more of a first date, even though obviously it's not a very traditional first date. She said, I thought it would be more the type of thing where I saw what happened, saw what was going on. If I wasn't comfortable with it, I wouldn't have to do anything. And I could make my decision on whether I wanted to come back for date number two or not. So while Madison had admired Hefner at the time, what really horrified her was that all the other ladies knew she and the famed philanderer had slept together. Um, She said, I thought he was really smart. I really looked up to him, so I liked him. And it wasn't the idea of possibly having sex with him that repelled me so much. I know that's not relatable to a lot of people because they're like, oh, he's an old man. Gross. It was more of the group aspect that was really out of my comfort zone and just the feeling of, wow, okay, that happened. Everybody knows it happened. She continued, I know I kind of all of a sudden felt like everybody was going to know about me and I was horrified by it. Now, she also said on this podcast that he would, that Hugh Hefner would take photos with like a disposable camera of the women when they were very intoxicated and she felt like that he couldn't, they couldn't consent to these photos being taken. He would take all these pictures of women nude and um, in, you know, different compromising positions. And while they were very intoxicated or they were on playludes or whatever, and he would take all these pictures with disposable cameras and he'd develop them, put them in scrapbooks, give them out to whoever was there that night. I mean, that's just crazy. Think about, if something like that happened when you were in your 20s and you were getting drunk and you flashed somebody or something and then somebody took pictures of it and then distributed it to all 70 people that were at the party that night. Crazy. I think that Hugh Hefner, it's probably a good thing that he's dead because he would be so canceled in 2021. <laughs> There's so much shit that is coming out about him that really I think is changing people's mindsets because back in the nineties and the two thousands and everything, Playboy was cool. Playboy was fun. Hugh Hefner was like a God to a lot of people. And now you're really kind of starting to hear the stories and see how gross and 
manipulative and sick the situation really was and how women were taken advantage of. And it, it, I mean, it really changes the view on him. What do you think? Well, first of all, this is hilarious because I went to a flea market on the weekend (laughs) and, um, I found a Playboy section and there was literally like the biggest collection of Playboy magazine you could ever like oh, think wow. about in I your whole life. I bet a lot of them are worth money too. And I, I just looked at that and I was thinking like, I wonder if this was like a collector or something and maybe he passed away and his family just like donated the collection of Playboy because it was like every issue from every month. And I was just looking at it and I remember like three years ago on Facebook, I did one of those stupid like surveys where it's like put in your birth month and your year and it'll sh- and we'll show you like what the cover of Playboy looked like. So I already knew what the cover of Playboy looked like for July 91, the year I was born. Uh-huh. And it was literally sitting like front row as like the display for this. So I bought it at it? this oh flea market. God. So, and it's literally in perfect condition. Like the centerfold is still in it and everything. Um, So I'm like, I'm going to frame that and like put it on the wall behind me because I think that's cool. Well, it probably looks classy. I feel like back in the day, it was definitely more classy. It was like Playboy, the tall girl's edition. And the cover is like a girl that's that's really tall that's like hunched over. I know, right? That's perfect. That is so funny. Yeah, I mean, back then, I feel like it was definitely more classy. I think in the 90s and early 2000s, it probably peaked at its, like, raunchy disgustingness. Although there was probably just a lot of dirty shit that was happening behind closed doors. Honestly, Play- Playboy is not – it's not a raunchy magazine. Like, yes, it's nude pictures and, like, girls spread eagle no, and I stuff. Agree. But first of all, when I tell you they Photoshop more than any picture you've ever seen because oh, sure. I had a friend who did Playboy and they Photoshopped her vagina so much it looked nothing like her. How do you how do you know what her vagina looked like on Photoshop? Because she was my friend and I knew what her <laughs> vagina looked like. Um, All right. But yeah, so anyways, and Playboy is just it's it's just like comedy and like whatever and you know, it's it's not like a okay. super raunchy magazine. So like here's that. another story. So remember, so Holly had her own TV show for a while, right? Yes. And what it, what I was going to say, though, about what you said is that oh. she like reveals all that in her book. I want to read that. It's like listen to listen to the audiobook right? because she narrates okay. it herself and she goes like. She overpronounces her W so much. It's so funny. She'll be like, so we went into the mansion and then oh, we went down to Hef's room. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so for two years, Holly had this uh, – Holly had the show Holly's World after she left the girls next door. Do you remember her friend slash assistant, Angel, the blonde chick that she was with? Like she bought her boobs for her 20th – first birthday or something i never watched girls next door i've only seen a couple episodes okay um, and i don't think never... she talked about her in the book because i listened to the audiobook but anyways okay so you never watched and you never watched holly's world either no i didn't even okay. know she had her own spinoff yeah she did for a couple years so maybe you'll recognize this i guess i don't know too much about her i thought i did i know that she dated chris angel for a minute because they both had their like Vegas shows. Does this chick look familiar? Um, she looks like every other bitch. Like yeah, she looks either. like every other early two thousands. Yeah, she looks like Kristen Cavalieri, Hillary yeah, Duff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so basically, so this chick, so um, when Holly did Holly's World, she. Had it was a, a whole thing about her living in Vegas, and she had that. Um, she was doing that show at Planet Hollywood. Yeah, I had a friend that saw that show. Yeah. Okay, so this chick Angel, I actually went to Christian school with her. Oh, I've, I had known her since uh, kindergarten. She's a couple years younger than me, wow. and her mom is is and was an admin at our school. Like she still is working at the school that we went to 
So I knew Angel since she was a baby. And I'm watching, I'm watching Girls Next Door one day, and there's fucking Angel Perino. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> she did a test shoot for Playboy and was like featured on the show. And so I'm like, I know this little girl from Christian school, and here she is with like cans of soda to get her nipples hard to do a test shoot for Playboy. And it was the craziest fucking thing ever. So anyways, she had, she's like a, an awful voice, but a good personality. So they ended up taking her, she became friends with Holly, and they ended up taking her from Girls Next Door over to, there was like a contest that she was photographing for. Um, they ended up taking her over to Holly's world, and she did the show with Holly and kind of became like a D-list celebrity in that way. Mm -hmm. And she was on the show for a couple years, and then she also... She did the absinthe show in Vegas and all kinds of stuff. But it was just like such a crazy thing to be like, uh, I've known her since she was in kindergarten. I know her mom. I know her brother. Like, and here she is on E, like in lingerie with soda on her nipples, test shooting for Playboy. That's crazy. And her mom is like I an mean, admin. for her though, I guess. Like... <laughs> You know, I mean, she definitely made something out of herself, so that was cool. She's kind of like you don't really hear or see anything about her now, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Here she she's probably got a bump it in her hair in this picture from 2011. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh man, did you have an "Am I the Asshole" or anything? Um, we can do one if you want. I didn't know if you had one ready. I don't have a. I can just pick a random one. Yeah, let's pick a, a random one, and then that's probably good enough. We're almost in an hour already. It doesn't feel like it. I mean, mean you can talk about anything for any amount of time. I know. I swear. We just need to, like, once a week, no plan, no nothing, just get on here and talk about, like, random shit. No, for Which real, though. basically what we do, yeah. <laughs> for my show, at least. Okay. I'm just going to pick a random one, and then we're going to go. Uh... Here we go. Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for asking the couple viewing my house why they wasted our time? My husband, 33, and I, 30 female, are selling our house that we purchased eight years ago. We currently have it listed for 35K, more than what we purchased it for due to all the renovations and upgrade we put into it. Um, first of all, before I continue, that's really fucking cheap. I that's so I need to cheap. know where they live because uh, how much are they selling it for? Thirty five k. Thirty five. No, I think she's saying thirty five k more than what they originally. Mm. Oh, okay. I was like, still, I was like, uh, what? Where do you? That's live? not a lot of appreciation for eight years. I mean, the the house that we live in has gone up like one hundred and fifty thousand in like the last four years. But that's because it's Colorado, and Colorado's skyrocketing. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not bad. 35000 in appreciation in eight years with renovations. That's not bad at all. Um, everything on the inside is brand new and was done in the last year and a half um, with special order carpet, furnace, hot water tank, and kitchen backsplash going in just two months ago. The only thing we didn't add to the home was a garage detached as we chose to have a large backyard instead. Although the electrical work is in place as well as the permits should whoever purchase it decide to build one. We do have two parking stalls behind our house, though on our property, not street parking. Our realtor messaged us with a viewing request at 5.30 to 6, which we agreed to. So we packed our kids up as well as our dog and left. We got back home at 6.30 only to find them still in our house. I apologized and instantly went back outside while my husband took the kids to the park. Now we are working. We are working with a realtor and not selling independently as we don't want to deal with these people viewing our homes personally. While I was outside waiting for them to finish up, this woman and her husband came out to ask me questions, like what the cost for the garage should be. I told them an approximate price and she starts laughing, asking how we, asking me how we could list our house so high when they would still have to pay 20k or more for a garage. I told her we made the decision to put that kind of money to upgrade the interior of our house as a garage was never need for us. She then got annoyed and began saying she wouldn't pay more than 320k for our house 
which was less than what we purchased it for. I told her I would never agree to that, that this conversation was over and that if she had any more questions, then her realtor could reach out to mine. She began arguing with me again, so I snapped and asked why she was wasting everyone's time as our listing clearly stated that there was no garage, um, but that I would gladly put one in and would be bumping up my listing for another 30K. She freaked out and said that it would be put our be put out of her price range. So I told her not to bother looking at places priced above her means and to get off my property. She left crying because of how rude I was to her and her husband called me a bitch. (laughs) My husband thinks I could have ended the conversation more eloquently, but I feel she crossed a line but questioned me in the first place. Am I the asshole? And then there's an edit. Just want to clear up a couple of things. No, my realtor was not on site. No, it's not common practice where I live to have the seller's realtor there unless they are the ones personally doing the showings. An interest in buyer's realtor reaches out to him to request a showing, which is arranged upon our approval. But then he provides them with the code to the lockbox on our front door. Yeah. Okay. So do you think this person's the asshole? No, hell no. Me neither. Hell no. Totally not if you asshole. don't want my house, then don't buy it, motherfucker. I don't care. I, I will find I someone who will. Leave me exactly. alone. Yeah, but you know, sometimes when I, because I list and sell shit on this online just to make money on the side. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people will like laugh, react to it, or they'll make some smart ass comment. And it's like, if you don't fucking like it or you don't want it, just keep fucking moving. Okay. Nobody cares about your opinion about how much you would pay or how much you wouldn't pay. Shut the fuck up and someone will buy this. But especially with how this is exactly why everyone's trying to to get something for free. Oh, yeah. But this is why you're not supposed to have the seller on site for viewings because it becomes very personal and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward. Um, They should have. I mean, if you're selling a house, why not just put a ring camera on the front door so you can see. It's like a hundred bucks. But anyways, um, you should, they shouldn't have been on site and all of any questions should have been routed through the buyer's realtor to the seller's realtor. That's the whole point. That's why you're paying for them to take care of and field all that. And no, that woman was rude. She was rude. And I would have, and I would have probably said the same thing. Like, if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it, but don't waste everybody's time standing here arguing with me about my house. You can leave now. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, like I said, people are always trying to get stuff for free. Like I was saying on my podcast earlier, like my friend who does my eyelashes works out of a high-end tanning salon and -hmm. the city that they work out of is not really the best city. Like it's a lot of like poverty and drug use in that city and stuff and it's a higher end place so they have a lot of people coming in all the time just wanting free stuff you know like uh, arguing with them trying to get like a free tanning session and stuff like that and um, this just reminds me of that it's just like listen if you don't respect what I'm selling then get the fuck out because I don't care You're not going to make me give you something. You're not going to make me put on the garage for free, like add it into the, the listing. Like I don't have to have a garage. Like that's the thing is a garage is not a necessity, like a toilet. Like it'd be one thing if you're like, Oh, why is there no toilet here? But you don't say the same thing about a garage. It's not a necessity. And the fact that they didn't even have like street parking and they had, covered parking anyways is like if you decide you want a garage feel fucking free to put it in but I don't have to do that for you yeah I don't know yeah 100% agreed the way I look at it is that if you are if you don't love the house enough to buy it then just move the fuck on because yeah buying real estate is such an insane thing with like it's a huge investment. Biggest investment you'll make in your life, like how yep. expensive it is and everything. And if you're not willing to invest that much money into this place, then move the fuck on and don't waste the person's time who's just you wanted. Yeah. Don't waste the person's time who's just trying to get rid of their house, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. I agree. Well, I think that's like that's all we have to talk about today. We got a solid hour of good stuff. Oh, I'm sad. I'm having fun talking with you, though. (laughs) I know. 
I know. I, my cheeks hurt from smiling. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, I need to get up and clean my house so I'm not like um, Amy with some cleaners oh coming in. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, I haven't seen I'm any roaches cleaning. run up the wall, so I think you're good. Okay, good. If you did, would tell me, right? But not, not on not on the podcast. Um, so I, I obviously love having you on and we just did your episode. So I want everybody to go listen to the shore store podcast, but tell everybody where they can find you on social media and all the good places. Um, listen to the shore store anywhere you listen to your podcast, follow the pod on Instagram at shore store pod. I constantly post Jersey shore and Florida shore updates and um, listen to my other podcast about Real Housewives of New York, if you're into that, called Friends of the Countess. And we put that out every, like, Thursday. So you should listen to that, too. I don't too. know how you have time to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> You have so many podcasts and so many other things going on. I want you to come on Friends of the Countess. I want to pick – I a, don't watch anything. I know you don't. I, I know you don't. And that's else. that's why you'd be the perfect guest, though. Because okay. all of our well, guests are diehard Roni fans or or have at least watched a couple seasons. So I want to uh, just throw you blind into like an insane episode and see how you feel. I would love I that. I think the only things I've seen are like Teresa flipping the table mm-hmm. season one. Um, That's New Jersey though. Boa. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, and then I've there's a scene where – somebody's going that's my opinion and I that that's Orange County lives rent free in my I think that all the time I can hear it in my in, I don't even know what, what it was about but I hear it and I think that all the time yep I love it mm-hmm. rent free right here yeah you pick an episode I'll come and we'll talk about it and it'll be fun I would love that all right well thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you later bye bye